0: Welcome to the Electric International series, Think Like a Leader. We all enjoy hearing another person's success story, and we hope our conversations with leaders from across the electrical construction industry will help spark your interest and creativity in finding ways you can think like a leader. Thank you so much for joining this session of Think Like a Leader. This is the way Electric International talks with different people, different parts of the country, different experiences leading their organizations. Today we have with us Don Campbell. I've worked with Don for many, many years. Let me tell you a little bit about Don's history. Lots of you know him as a chapter manager. But here's the backstory. Don started with a company called Time and Sound. That grew into a company called Zettler. After that manufacturing experience, Don went into a major corporate position with Tycho International. From there, he thought about it for a while. He even talked with my husband about it, Charles Fazio, and said, you know, I think I'm going to get into the association side. And Don went to become the executive director at the Northern California chapter. And today, for a couple of years now, he's been with the Southern Nevada chapter. So that's a long way around of saying hi, Don, and thank you so much for being with us.
1: Hi, Carolyn. Great to be here.
0: Tell us a little bit about the Southern Nevada chapter, where you are now. Are there certain highlights about it that make that chapter very unique?
1: I would say of all the chapters, you know, I started my life in the Los Angeles chapter as a contractor, served on the board of directors there, fortunate enough to be the president of the Los Angeles chapter for a few years. Then I went to Northern California, and now, because my kids are close by in Utah, I'm in Southern Nevada. And this is, to me, one of the most unique chapters in the nation. Why? Because Vegas is a unique city. Uh, Vegas, Las Vegas, is a city of lights. Paris is known as a city of lights. But if you talk to the astronauts that circle the Earth, the brightest city in the world is Las Vegas, as seen from space.
0: But that's because you're there.
1: Well, it's because there's a lot of electricity here. We use a lot of electricity. Boulder Dam is close, so electricity is readily available. And our contractors, you cannot drive down Las Vegas, what we call the strip, Las Vegas Boulevard, without seeing work that everywhere you turn and every light you see is done by our NECA contractors. 100% of those. 100% is a big number. But 100% of the work done on the Strip are done by NECA contractors. That's a big statement, but that's a big thing that they do. And they know how to build in this city like no other place. They can build a hotel. If it's a 40-story hotel, they build it in 40 weeks. If it's a 30-story hotel, they build it in 30 weeks. It's a floor per week that they are able to build a hotel, and they do it successfully, all with union construction. And all done by our naked contractors,
0: when you think about the entire construction world it's it's an enormous thing. I mean you, there's so many different aspects to it. When you moved from the corporate side to the chapter management side, did you have to change your approach to leadership in terms of the way you lead your people or the way you used to lead a corporate team? Did that change, or is it? Like riding a bike, that what well, you do it once and you can do it again. I think,
1: you know, in any setting, leadership is leadership. Leadership is shown by just the value of showing up. Uh, a thing I learned a long time ago, actually in church, <laughs> I was told that you ought to be where you ought to be when you ought to be there. You ought to be where you ought to be when you ought to be there. I think the value of showing up as a leader is vitally important. I think to recognize that we're dealing with people in relationships is vitally important. I'm a seven habits guy. I went to BYU where Stephen Covey actually taught there. He was a professor and I took his courses, uh, which are very hard to get into. I was very fortunate to get into some of his courses. But the value of seven habits is what I lead my life and business life and my leadership and the characteristics is applicable, begin with the end in mind, you know, look through the other person's eyes to see what you're trying to portray, look through their eyes as you communicate with them. I think that leadership is important. And I think it's the same. And the corporate world is exactly the same way. Uh, it's all about showing up. It's all about leading. Um, the other side of that is I'm a forgiveness guy. I'm not a permission guy. If you read them between the lines, uh, I would rather be told I did something wrong than I didn't do something. And I think if you if you show up, you do something, even if it's wrong. I think that's a sign of a good leader.
0: You know, everybody uses the word innovation, and some people think we're overusing innovation. But there are trends and innovations that are having an impact on the electrical construction industry. Are there certain ones that come to your mind that are really having an, uh, an effect on the way that your contractors are doing their work and the way you are leading them as a chapter?
1: Absolutely. You know, I look back into my manufacturing career where I had a research and development department. You're always looking at what's timely. What is timely when I worked? I only worked in healthcare. That was my niche market. I think having a niche market in the business world is a very successful model. So mine was healthcare. Worldwide, I did healthcare. And decentralization of the nurses' station was a big deal. So I created systems that would accommodate decentralization of the nurses' station. I innovated that concept and tracked where nurses were going by having them wear an infrared badge that kept track of where they were. Innovation and timely innovation is important. So what's timely today? It's not decentralization. That's an old story. What's today's story? I think it's time to be green. No matter, you know, this conservative, political person looks and says, there is a time to be green, and now's the time to be green. And I think looking forward to that, uh, you have to be sensitive to that, and you have to accommodate it in innovation. We're in the middle of a legislative session currently in Nevada, and we every other year we have legislation, and we just passed a legislative bill that required that electrical contractor put in solar fields and for battery backup, which every solar field is going to have, because that's the future. It's almost here today, but it's going to certainly be there in the future. Every solar field is going to have a battery backup system to it. It's going to require a NECA IBW training certificate as state law in the state of Nevada. So we are on top of the innovation. We're on top of the, certification It's called ESAMTAC. It's battery storage certification because batteries inherently are dangerous. Uh, I don't wanna to be too technical. I'm an electrical engineer, but battery has no internal resistance. That means if you short circuit it, it's gonna all but explode because there's nothing slowing it down. And for that reason, safety is a major issue when it comes to battery storage on a utility grade level. That's a very big deal. And certification of the contractors and certification of the installation standards. And NECA is all about safety. It's all about NECA installation standards. All those things play a role in innovation in the future.
0: Do you find that your contractors understand the importance of those things and are just simply waiting for you to help them to implement them? Or do you have to go to great lengths to you know, get it into their head that these are important topics that they've got to pay attention to.
1: Particularly when it comes to the contractors that work here in Las Vegas. Right. I'm behind them. Let's be clear. They're the ones that are that deal with the customers. They're the ones that have the relationships with the Caesars and the MGMs and all of those. They're the ones that, we're building the MSG sphere right now, which the technology of that building is stunning and way above my head. I, I can no more tell you how they get a dome, massive dome, that's a hundred times more higher resolution than an HDTV and do it to that quantity, or you're able to do sound and send sound out on a beam, not on a speaker, but on a beam. And I can hear it in English. And if I move three feet to the right, I'll hear it in French. How that sound moves is way above my pay grade. But what I do know is that it's out there developed. So we have to be sure that we try to stay ahead. And as a manufacturer, I did that all the time. But as a NECA executive, I, I have to listen to what my contractors are doing. And they're really leading the way, not me.
0: Everybody was hit one way or another by restrictions and changes and slowdowns and all sorts of stuff during this past pandemic year, what were some of the effects that it had on contractors in your Las Vegas area, and and how did you, as a chapter executive, help them through it?
1: Well, uh, of all the we all we have all been through this right since the beginning of 2020. And I'm going to tell you, it's, it's something that we're going to remember for the rest of our lives. It's the same as going through the Depression. I think our, our kids who were, went through this is going to re- look back and view this, what we've gone through. And I had the opportunity to serve in the military, and I served in the Vietnam War. I know what trauma is. And I'm going to tell you, we're in the middle of trauma right now. This is a traumatic experience. Now, what does that mean when you're in trauma? It means we're in the middle of it. We're accommodating it. And we accommodate it pretty well here. Uh, construction was an essential business when they shut and the governor spoke. I'm on the phone with the governor's office in the morning and in the afternoon, he shuts down the entire state. During the morning, he was only concerned about how to keep construction going. During the pandemic, in the afternoon he shut down the state, so we suddenly and dramatically became an essential business. Construction was an essential business, so we had to keep operating. That was a massive effort and a, a very big challenge. The, the to social distance on his job site, just to wear the mask. I was wearing a mask at the the Raider Stadium, which was being built, climbing stairs. And it was a challenge. I had to stop and take a break every couple flights of stairs because there's a challenge to the whole pandemic issue. Then we had people get sick and, you know, it just was a massive effort. The thing I think about the most about the whole pandemic issue is that I don't don't think people understand and recognize that we're going through trauma. And the time that trauma has the biggest impact on people is not when you're going through it. It's not when you're going through it. If you're in the middle of a war, it's not why you're in the middle of the war. It's after that war mm-hmm. is over or after the trauma is over and suddenly we're back to normal. We're not having to wear a mask. We're not having to social distance. All of us are gonna look back and say, did we really go through that? It becomes surreal. So I think that the trauma of the pandemic is one of the biggest efforts. And in talking with our contractors, I'm on the phone with one of our contractors belaboring the fact that this is going to slow production down and it's going to slow efficiency down. So how am I going to change order that what's going to happen because of this pandemic? And I happen to be texting our, illustrious president of NECA, uh, David Long. And the next thing I know, Electric International is doing a study on that very same thing that was answering the question that my contractor had to me about how we're going to deal with this. And We got an emergency study passed. And that's one of the values, I think, that Electric brings to the table. I think the ability to quickly do that and respond to the effects that this pandemic had on efficiency of jobs. And to be able to change order of that and convince a customer, y- you got to have a little bit more money because things are not running as efficient as they did before.
0: Um, you've, before. you've been involved with Electric International for a very long time. Over the years, what works, from your perspective, in terms of getting the contractors to pay attention to and use the findings and recommendations from electric projects? Or is it just a, a matter of they'll use it if they believe in it, and if they won't, you can't change them?
1: Well, a couple of things, I think, and I've thought about this quite a bit. Because the research is so uh, valuable, I've had the opportunity of serving on the program review, review committee for years. So I know that you've got the smartest guys in the room that are involved in Electri. I think that's what makes Electri special. In the 90s, I figured that out with my first meeting. Everybody in this room appears to be the smartest guys I know. And they're there donating a bucket of money thanks to you and Charlie setting up the structure of how all that went. And it was very hugely successful. I think it's important to realize that those smart people, the smartest people I know, deciding what research needs to be done is what makes electric so special. And I truly believe that, and I'm, I'm a traditionalist. I'll admit that, but as much electronic capabilities we have today, There's nothing as valuable. I know that that goes against maybe the ideas of going forward, but I was talking over lunch with our people here in the office, and, you know, I went to a um, a city office because I had a permitting issue on a NECA building in Northern California, and I saw all these NECA publications all over the place. The key word to that was publications, not something they can go online and get. So I think... Most of the successful research I've seen, including effects of productivity of overtime and all those things, the published books to get in front of not just the owners of a company, but their employees. I think if Electra had to do anything in the future to concentrate on what's best to get this word out is to concentrate not so much on owners, but concentrate on their employees and get it down to that level.
0: When you look at contractors who need help, and as much as you tell us that 100% of the strip is being done by your members, by your NECA contractors, I think it's probably fair to say that not every one of them is doing magnificently at this point. So when you take on a role of helping those who are not doing as well, what kind of steps can you take to help them lead and to help them better learn how to work on their business and not just in it?
1: You know, that's a very, very good point because we have the difference between a good contractor and a great contractor. The great contractors I see are all great because of their relationships. They have the relationship with, to get the job. And we're not a low-bid city. There's a lot of cost-plus jobs here, design, build. There's some other aspects here. It's it's complicated. But I think our contractors going out and having those relationships is really their measure of success.
0: When you think about... Electric International, not just how it delivers its programs, but the kinds of topics that are going to be most helpful to your contractors, both those that are at the good level and those that are at the great level. Over the next three to five years, are there certain areas within the construction industry that you say, you know, Carolyn, Electric really better be paying attention to X if they're going to get anywhere?
1: You know, I think in the future, if we look towards the future, I think with Electri in mind, I think a couple of things are vitally important to appreciate and to get our head around. Number one is, who is our customers? Are they, in, are they the large, large contractors or are they mostly small contractors? I think the answer to that is mostly small contractors. So I think you have to concentrate on getting things that will benefit a smaller contractor, not just the large contractors, but smaller contractors. And like I said, a bit ago, I think you need to, we need to concentrate on the employees of those contractors, not just the owners and the managers of those contractors to the employees to get it down to that level and and appreciate that the average contractor, probably over 80% of our contractors have less than 10 people. That's a big number when you multiply the thousands of contractors we have versus those who may employ a thousand. So I think appreciating that we do have a lot of small contractors and appreciating that it's it's important to get what Electry does that's valuable to the ground level, for lack of a better word, which is to the employees of that contractor and to make it topical. It's time to be green. It's time to do things. Power over Ethernet is going to be big going forward. No doubt. We had the opportunity through a NECA meeting to go to Amsterdam, to the Phillips building, and 100% of the lighting was power over Ethernet. Every light in the building was POE, power over Ethernet. To appreciate that's the future and be ready for it is what I think Electri has to concentrate on.
0: Don, coming back to you and your career, which is obviously deep, broad, very, very successful. What's the best advice that you ever received that you would want to share with our audience? What is the best advice about being a leader that you ever received that you'd wanna share? And I know it's ask for forgiveness, not for permission, but putting that one aside, what else comes to mind? I truly believe
1: that part of the great opportunities we have, not just within NECA. But NECA, you know, from my first meeting where I went, and my competitor helped me make more money than I did before he told me about some workers' comp issue. I thought, my goodness, my, my return on investment of time was stunning. I hadn't attended a NECA meeting, this is in the 70s, I hate to admit how old I am. But I learned that in the 70s, and I never missed a meeting after that to speak of. I literally became 100% vested because I had my competitor help me and and learn something new.
0: Well, Don, is there anything else that I haven't asked you about that you want to make sure you share with our listeners? And uh, we very much appreciate your time and obviously your candor, but I didn't expect anything less. Any last words that you want to make sure, any last ideas that we haven't touched on?
1: In my entire career within NECA, I've had the the blessings and opportunity of serving at every level, from from subcommittees, uh, sub-apprenticeship committees, to uh, serving on the board of directors, serving as the president of the chapter, and then the governor of the chapter, the opportunity of being a fellow in the Academy of Electrical Contracting. The single most important meetings I think I've attended have all been through Electric International. When I first attended my first meeting, I was in the, on the board of the Los Angeles chapter in the 90s. And I attended the first meetings and I looked around and realized these are the smartest people I know. Now to get there, they all had to pay 100 grand. So that wasn't, not everybody can do that. Having all those people in the same room, having all those people with only one thing in mind, what's the best thing to do for our industry? What can we do with Electric International back then? What can we do to make this organization be a benefit to our industry? Not a benefit to my company. Like my first meeting, my competitor told me something that helped my company, not his. I was Stunned at that, and I was stunned at the ability of the bright people, the smartest people I know, all in the same room, all with the same goal, to do what's best for our industry, I think is the magic formula that's made Electry what it is today.
0: Dawn, thank you so much for your time. I know our audience is going to love watching your interview and then also being able to hear it as they're driving somewhere on podcasts. We do them both. We look forward to seeing you when the Electric Council comes to Salt Lake City in July. We know you're going to be there. That's, that's Where my time. children are. Yeah, <laughs> all of them. So yeah. thank, you. thank you again for your time, for your service to Nika and Electric International. And above all, for being the most wonderful guy out there. Take care.
1: Right back at you. Thank you so much, Carolyn.
0: Thank you for joining us for today's Think Like a Leader conversation. You can access every interview in this series on our website, electri.org, or you can subscribe on your favorite podcast app. This is a remarkable look inside the electrical construction industry, and it's yours for the listening.